You're listening to Jane Talks to a Wall, a podcast for people who like to hear me talk. I'm your host, Jane, and this is me playing a little ditty. Hello, and welcome to Jane Talks to a Wall. I'm Jane. Welcome to the first completely unedited version of Jane Talks to a Wall. And I mean, honestly, why not? Why should I edit it? I mean, I'm asking myself what could go wrong and nothing comes to mind because you know what? 2020 has been going so swimmingly. I cannot imagine what would happen to trip this up. Um, (laughs) You know, I don't know if I mentioned this. Actually, I know with 100% certainty that I didn't, but it's comical now. Um, it's not. I don't know. It depends on it depends on uh, your your type of humor, I suspect. Um, suppose? Well, whatever. Let's leave it in there because, hell, we're not editing it. Um, anyway, a few, I'd say, like, okay, five-ish weeks ago, I... Um, had a little ditty uh, surgery um, on my kidney, which was not planned. It's totally fine. Had a kidney stone, needed a stent, blah, blah, blah. So I need a second follow-up procedure. And um, we weren't certain what the procedure was going to look like based on how the first surgery went. So we had to do a little bit of waiting. And um, because it because the first surgery was an emergency surgery and the second surgery is not, I had to wait a little bit um, more time in between the two. But the whole time I'm like, God, just get this stent out of me. I don't know if you've ever had one. It's not cool. It's not great. It's fine. But I don't recommend it to anybody unless necessary. Just just FYI. Um, so I was... so. so <laughs> I, was in the hosp- I was at the hospital last week for my like follow-up a consultation to see which surgery we're going to do. And they had to take blood work and, and urine samples and everything else. And, um, you know, the, the main thing is, is that they need to make sure that I don't have any infection before I go in, um, to the next procedure. And, uh, so I was hoping that I would have the surgery on Tuesday of this week, the 19th, um, or the procedure or whatever. Um, and, just have it done with, you know, cause she said, I'll call you on Friday with like the results of the test and hopefully we'll get you in on Tuesday. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. So then she actually calls Monday afternoon, which, um, was then too late to have the procedure on Tuesday because I had to take some medicine, um, like 24 hours before, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, um, had to postpone it, but I had told her before I left the doctor's office or the whatever, office last week, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like I'm healthy. I don't have any infections. Like I think I'd know, like I'm pretty cool. So Tuesday, guess what? I wake up with, oh, like, you know, what feels to be like, it's going to be, it feels like it's going to be a small sty in my eye. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like it'll go away. And then Wednesday I wake up and I'm like, well, it definitely looks worse. Like it, it definitely looks worse. And then today I woke up and I was like, okay, so I guess what we're going to do now is go to the doctor and today is a holiday. So that meant I needed to go to the on-call doctor's office, which was in a part of town that I'd never been to before and will never go to again. Um, Learned my lesson, but got to see the eye doctor and she's like, woof, um, 
that's basically when I walked in, she was like, oh, I don't even need to ask. I can already see it. And I was like, okay, could you not be rude? Like, you don't even know me, you know? And I'm wearing, you know, I'm wearing like a face mask and I have this eye thing and I'm like sitting on the, on the subway, like on the way to this appointment. And I'm like, just leave your sunglasses on. Like, I know it's cloudy and I know it's 9.30 a.m., but like, just leave your sunglasses on because nobody needs to see this and they don't want to, quite frankly. So whatever. Um, but upsides, okay, well, let's talk about the downside first. <laughs> the downside is that now I'm wondering, you know, is the, is the second kidney procedure going to be postponed now? Because it's, it is an infection, but it's in my eye. So like it has, it's really far away from my kidney and it's probably completely unrelated. The eye doctor said something, something stress, which I'm like, whatever. That's like, honestly, every time you have a problem, they're like, oh, it's stress. Like you need to, you need to take a step back. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, I feel like I'm already taking a lot of steps back by sitting on my couch every night or doing home office from bed. Like, I feel like I'm doing a a lot less than a normal person should be. Um, but that's besides the point beside the point, not editing it because, Hey, we're not doing that on this episode. Um, righto. So I'm like, Oh God, please, please don't tell me that I have to now postpone that procedure because that would really irritate me. And then it would also mean that I'd have to have the blood and urine, um, tests done again, because maybe in two weeks I have another infection. Let's not joke, honestly, knock on wood, because I cannot handle 2020 has been such a a wonderful year to say the very least. And okay, we can at least say it's full of surprises. Like whenever people text me and they're like, oh my God, I haven't heard of you in ages. Like, how are you? I'm like, well, I'm not bored. That's my answer. It's not like, I'm great. How are you? It's not like I'm bad. It's like, I'm definitely not bored. I mean, one thing that we can definitely say about 2020 is that she's keeping us on our toes, totally on our toes. Um, like, you know, when you're in the deep end and you're trying not to go underwater, so you're standing on your tiptoes so you don't drown. That's what I mean when I say she's keeping us on our toes. Um, and that's something that I know a lot about just because I'm so short. Um, did a lot of flailing in pools in my life. And that I've, that's exactly what I feel like I'm doing now. Anyway, the good news is <laughs> I have, I mean... Okay, I do want to just make an aside, like relative to other people in the world, my life is perfect and wonderful and I cannot complain and I'm really not. I just want to put that out there. Like I'm, I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm glad to be alive. So jokes aside, whatever. What I wanted to say though now is that the good news is I finally have the flat to myself and I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but we're sort of in this thing called quarantine, which means that three people are working from home and hanging out at home um, every day, all day. And it's just kind of like, it's hard sometimes, you know, it's, it's not even like I interact very often with my roommates and that's probably a good thing, but um, it's just it's hard to be around people. It's hard to have someone constantly like looking over your shoulder or like, you know, when you go to the bathroom, they're like waiting to go to the bathroom after you, or actually it's the other way around. I'm waiting to go to the bathroom after them because I'm drinking four liters of water a day, which 
when you're not sweating because you don't like do a lot of movement, it's a lot of water and a lot of bathroom trips. But, um, yeah, so I'm super pumped to be alone. And the first thing I thought when I asked my other roommate, I was like, Oh, are you going out of town this weekend too? Like, you know, really nonchalant, not like, like, please, 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 please. Are you going out of town this weekend too? She was like, Oh yeah, I am. Are you? And I was like, Oh no, sad. Oh my God. Yes. My first thought, guys, was, oh, my God, ka-ching, ka-ching, I can finally boil my menstruation cup. Is this not the, I mean, the high point of life, of living, of being alone? I don't know. So, like, you know, what are what are other people thinking that they'll do when, when someone says, oh, my God, you have the apartment to yourself this weekend? People are like, oh, I'm going to throw a rager. I don't know if people do that. Or, like... I'm going to walk around naked. I'm going to cook smelly foods. Um, um, what else do people do when they're alone? They're not like, I'm not going to flush the toilet when it just pee. I don't know. I don't know. And what am I doing? I'm boiling my period blood collector and I'm really excited about it. So that's a nice segue into, <laughs> into the topic of today's episode, which is menstruation. Um, And like, I do want to point out that this episode I think is important for everyone to hear. Even if you're not a human being that menstruates, I think that you should stay on the line and listen through because firstly, the episode is important for everyone to hear, but also because I'll talk about some other things at the end, which might be funny or interesting to listen to. Not sure. Actually, I am positive that one of them is at least funny and the other one is depending on who you are as a person, quite interesting. Um, anyway, so I promise the whole episode is not about the sloughing of my uterine lining or those uterine linings around the world. Um, so like, let's just start with a couple of facts about hygiene products because facts are fun. I feel like that was like every teacher who was ever trying to like be cool and relatable. They're like, facts are fun. You know, okay. (laughs) That's probably a poster. Nothing against teachers. Love teachers. Okay. I'm done. Um, So the average woman goes through about 9,600 tampons or pads in her lifetime, which is like, you know, when you, when you're on your period and you're like okay 3 to 5 tampons a day you know 5 day cycle or 4 7 i don't know what your cycle is i don't know your story but like it doesn't seem like an ungodly amount but then in my mind i'm just picturing like this honestly like tower of like erupting tampons like okay erupting tampons that sounds kind of crazy but like the tower is definitely like shaking a bit you know it's there's something coming up and then it's like more and more tampons and it's more and more tampons and then they just start to kind of like trickle down the sides more tampons trickling down the sides of the tampon volcano which is comprised of 9,600 tampons for the average woman it's a lot Okay. Um, these tampons are often made of like artificial materials, which we talked about, you know, before not going to get back into plastic, um, names of chemicals. Um, we all know why I shouldn't do it. 
But anyway, even if they're not made from artificial materials, they're packaged in such materials. Um, and like they're never, or well, okay, they're very rarely properly disposed of and they end up in landfills or worse places like our water systems, et cetera, et cetera. Let's not even, okay. So actually pads and tampons are the fifth most common form of trash that washes up on beaches. So if you are someone or know someone who flushes their tampons, um, one, stop wearing tampons, and two, for the love of all things good and pure in this world, do not flush them. So um, if you're not wearing tampons, if you're not wearing pads made from artificial materials, what can you wear? What can you use? So let's talk like zero waste periods. This is going to be, honestly, I'm super excited because I think if you're not a menstruating human, this is probably really interesting for you because I doubt that you know much about this whole system. Sorry, I just hit the mic because a piece of fuzz was flying at my infected eye and I could see it with my non-infected eye and I wanted to, <laughs> wanted to get it out of, out of the zone of safety protection. I don't just forget it. Okay. Um, I think it's a really interesting episode for people, right? Like I said, who don't know much about menstruation, or even if you are a menstruating human, you might learn about a lot of things you didn't know. So let's, let's talk. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is the menstrual cup, which I mentioned before is what I'm looking forward to boiling. (laughs) And I'm going to boil it to clean it, not to like eat it. So don't get weird. Um, basically what it is, is a flexible, flexible cup that sits in the vaginal canal. Um, and you can reuse it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, some of the benefits of it are less odor. Um, a lot of women slash people with vaginal canals, um, know what I'm talking about. Like, especially when you're in your period and you have like a tampon stuffed up in there and everything is whatever. Let's not get into the details. But the point is, is that unlike tampons, like your vaginal fluids aren't absorbed by the cup. So the beneficial bacteria are able to stay in place and your pH balance is not affected, which is normally where like some scent can come from, et cetera. Um, So it's really important to like maintain that and to keep your vagina healthy, et cetera. Um, so when you are using it in your, in your cycle, you should rinse it out after, you know, you should take it out every, you know, depending on your flow, two to eight, 12 hours. I don't know. It really depends on the day, depends on you. Um, and wash it with cold water, um, every time you empty the cup and a good trick because there are depending on the kind of cup you have, but I think it's pretty standard in all of them. There are like two tiny, tiny holes um, around the lip of the cup and you definitely want to make sure that those are clean. So what I do is fill the cup with water and then put it like upside down on the palm of my hand and squeeze <laughs> so that the water is like forced out of these tiny cups, uh, these tiny holes that are used for the suction. Um, right. And then when you're done with your cycle, you should boil the cup to, to clean it and disinfect it, et cetera. Um, 
my my favorite method and what I would recommend is <laughs> when we're already in the kitchen, let's just do it. You know, you're boiling it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. You can take a whisk and put the cup inside the whisk so that when you put the whisk in the boiling water, the cup stays submerged. Um, and then I, I'd say like boil it for, you know, three to five minutes. It's definitely enough. Um, like I said, it's it can be hard when you have roommates because like my roommates always come into the kitchen and when I'm cooking and they're like, Oh, what are you making? And then, or they just like, they don't even say anything. They just look over my shoulder or like, look at me like very skeptically. Like, what is that? Like, why are you blending cashews with whatever? Like, what, what are you making? You know, and I can imagine them coming up and me like, you know, like a witch over her brew, like stirring my menstruation cup and boiling water and like the steam is rising and they come over and they're like, oh, what are you making? And they lean over and look and I'm like, some menstrual cup. Do you want to taste? I don't know. That was weird. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> um, I mean, maybe I, whatever. Not with these people, maybe other people. So watch out. Don't live with me. Case closed. Um Right. That, that's how we clean it. That's how we keep it clean. However, I do want to point out that there is a, there's a learning curve with the cup when you're moving from tampons or pads or whatever you use to the cup. And it, I think it takes time to find the right cup for your vagina and your flow. So there are different shapes. Some of them are a little bit longer. There are different sizes. Some are small, you know, you have small, medium, large, depending on how like the, the width of your vaginal canal. Um, you know, you might want to, uh, like one of these more bulbous cups if you have a heavier flow. Um, if you're super active, then you might want a more flexible cup, et cetera, et cetera. It, it takes a long time to, it, not a long time, but it, it takes some time to find the one that's right for you. And even if you found it, it takes time to make sure that you're putting it in right and that the suction is right and that everything is good. So you don't have any leaks, et cetera. Um, it's not a process that happens overnight. So if you make the switch, just keep that in mind that, that, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. So, um, I would say for me, it probably took like three cycles to get the hang of it. Um, so like if you're in doubt or if you're nervous, you know, whatever, just couple it with like a reusable pad or reusable panty liner until you get in <laughs> to the flow of things. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right. So there are a couple of different insertion methods. Um, and I, I guess like you have mostly the like fold it method and the pinch it method, um, or like push it, pinch it, push it method, which is the method that I use. Um, and I'm, honestly don't think that it's helpful for me to get into the nitty gritty of this right now because you don't have the cup and you have no idea what I'm talking about or whatever. But anyway, you can look online too, and they'll show you how to do the different methods or when you buy the cup, it'll probably come like as an information, you know, with it. Um, I think what's important is to make sure that it's the suction is happening. Um, so that you make sure that you hear the walls of the cup like pop out or like open up, you know, once they've gone into your canal and are sitting nicely, sitting pretty, you know. Um, and that being said, you want to like be really careful when you're releasing the cup that you are also releasing the vacuum um, because otherwise I don't really know what would happen, but you would be pulling for a while and things would not come out. So you need to like push one of the walls in a little and then like 
try to, you know, push and pull same time. I make it sound really hard, but <laughs> you'll learn it, you know, you'll learn it. And, um, also don't sling it out. Cause you know, I don't know how a lot of you remove, remove tampons, but no pendulum here because, um, it's a cup full of blood. So there you go. Um, the next method that we're going to talk about is a sponge. Um, a menstruation sponge, and it is actually a sea sponge, and it's very absorbent. It is an animal <laughs> that um, belongs to the invertebrate multicellular organism thing, family, uh, classification system, whatever, um, and that that is something to point out. It's not a vegan. Um, it's not a vegan alternative. If that's important to you, um, this would not be something for you. Um, so the sponges also have sizes, and they're typically somewhere between like five and eight centimeters in size, and it's oval in shape. Um, the colors range because it's a living thing, and like you know, just like us, we have different colors. So some are yellow, some are brown, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, since it's a natural product, like I said, they're not all uniform in size or shape or color, etc. Um, they can be used for all ages. So if you're having your first period, if you are having your last period, <laughs> um, if you've recently had a baby, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, this is like the cup, a good one to use because it doesn't dry out the vagina. Um, and it doesn't upset your pH, uh, like a tampon would because it allows the good bacteria to stay there, et cetera. Um, they're also very comfortable to wear because you, um, it really takes the shape of your individual vaginal canal. Um, tip fun drinking game might be to I don't know if you guys drink fun water drinking game <laughs> might be to drink a sip of water every time I say vagina vagina wow should I just continue to only say vagina now no um drink every time I say vagina vaginal canal or vagina um drink a sip of water stay hydrated people um right so it really adjusts to the shape and size of your vagina so you don't even notice it um, there are a few special things to note before you, you use it. Um, you should soak it in vinegar, um, a vinegar water solution before you use it because we want to balance the pH and just kind of clean it in general. Um, so that's going to be like a one part vinegar to two parts water scenario. And then you squeeze it out and push it in just like you would a tampon with your middle finger or your pointer finger or whatever, however you do it. Um, and similar to a tampon or the menstruation cup, you'll change it every two to eight hours, depending on your flow and just rinse it with cold water. Um, rinse it out with cold water. That's important. Cold water, um, because you can kill it with hot water. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, cold water. And that also helps with staining and et cetera, which we'll also get to, um, squeeze it out and then you can reinsert it. Um, so much like the cup, you can remove the sponge best when you're in a squatting position. Um, if you know your body well, you can relax <laughs> the muscle. I'm, I, I see the eye rolls, but let just stick with me. If you know your body, hold on, I have allergies. One second. If you know your body well, you can relax the muscles of your pelvic floor and, and push it out. Um, 
Otherwise, you can, if you just need to be certain, you can thread a, a string through it and you, you can, like, obviously, p- cotton, 100%, whatever, string through it and you can pull it out using that string. Um, cleaning the sponge is important. Um So you'll just use the same vinegar solution that I mentioned before, and you can feel free to add um, maybe a few drops of like an antibacterial essential oil, for example, tea tree to the mix. Um, And then then you'll rinse it with lukewarm water. And that's like VV, very important that it's not too hot um, because it'll kill the organism. Um, So you'll want to place a sponge in a warm dry place to dry. Um, so like the bathroom is probably not an, not a good place for that because it's just too humid. It's too humid. Um, so you could store it when it's dry, you can store it in a breathable cotton bag or like inside a washcloth. I don't know here in Europe, they have these like washcloth mitts, which are amazing. And I don't know why we don't use them in the States, but anyway, you can put it in one of those or just like, I guess you could fold it inside of a washcloth. Um, the next option for managing menstruation are period panties. And, um, here I don't just mean the like comfy old stained ones, um, that we wear when we're menstruating. Um, but I mean, absorbing, like absorbent underwear for especially made for your cycle. Um, there are numerous companies out there now who offer like ranges of protection based on the day of the cycle, your flow, et cetera, et cetera. I've never tried them because they seem to me like, I I guess not like a good solution if I am, let's say at work or, um, I'm not sure at school, whatever, like, I don't want to change my underwear three times a day if I'm, you know, on a heavy day, but maybe for like the end of your cycle, they're a good choice. I mean, maybe you feel differently and maybe you've tried them and like them, but, um, for me, they don't, they don't seem as practical as like the cup or the sponge. Um, and if you're not a person that likes to insert things into your vagina, the panties are a good way for you to go, or like reusable pads and panty liners. Um, like you can even sew them yourself, but they should be, you know, 100% cotton, like a fleece, cotton fleece, in my opinion, would, would be the best for comfort and absorbency. Um, it's super simple, the concept. Um, they snap around your underwear. Um, and the snap is, you know, it's working double duty because it snaps around your underwear to keep in place. And then once it's, once you've used it, it's soiled, whatever. I don't like the word soiled because I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, you can, you can snap, you can use the snap to like close it up. You know, you fold one side in, fold the other side in and then snap the wings together and everything stays together and contained so that you can take it home to, to wash, um, Right. So that's, that's, that's a good way to use this in a way that is, what is it called when you are out and about? Whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, to wash those, you are going to want to soak them first in cold water, like face down for, for about 30 minutes, I guess. Um, and then you, you can wash it by hand just by rubbing it together, you know, with a mild natural soap or in the machine with a natural soap, um, at a maximum of 40 degrees Celsius. You don't need to wash these at like 90 degrees Celsius. That's like, no. Um, 
You can also find my laundry recipe on the website. I don't know if you've looked. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but it's there under recipes. Um, and I love it. It has like a very nice, what like opalescent sheen. It's it's beautiful. I thought every time I pour it, I'm like, oh, beautiful. Um, anyway, so those are good options if you don't want to use something inserted. But I've seen recently also that there's there are reusable tampons. Um, it's similar to the to the panty liner pad thing and that they're self-sewn and you just sort of like roll it up and insert it as normal. Um, I wouldn't choose this option, but I also wouldn't choose like a regular tampon. So I don't know. I think it still absorbs the good stuff that we talked about, the good bacteria that we talked about. And also like, I'm just trying to imagine the insertion in general and like, let's not get too deep into this, but like, it seems like it would be like a very, very dry road. Let's just say that. I don't know. Okay. So we've talked ways to have a zero waste period, um, ways to like products to use or things that you can make to use so that we're not producing this crazy volcano of tampons and pads. Um, but something else that we can talk about is how to remove period blood stains because it happens. We've all bled through something or maybe you're a fleet free bleeder and, um, there's, there's going to be blood, you know, blood will be shed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I didn't plan to make these puns, but I'm really happy that, that they're, they're working out and that they're coming to me. Um, in any case, there's a couple tricks for getting blood out. Um, this was a weird Google search because I know a few tips, you know, but I wanted to make sure that I had all of them. I needed all the information to give you. And I think it's, you know, I was kind of looking over my shoulder as I was typing it into Google, like how to get blood stains out, how to remove blood. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, she murdered someone. The FBI guy was like, we got one. We got a life wire. Everybody zero one on her location. You know, I'm probably on the list of like, no, I'm on a no fly list. I don't know. I don't know what I'm on, but don't Google it. Let me tell you how to get it out. Okay. Um, the first and most important thing is to soak it in cold water. Soak whatever it is in cold water. If it's your whole mattress, don't soak your mattress in cold water. You can look online uh, for how to do that. It's pretty similar to one of the methods that I'm going to mention in a minute. But anyway, soak it in cold water. Okay. If the cloth, if the fabric is light in color, you're going to use baking soda and you can um, sprinkle enough on, on the item to cover the stain and then just kind of let it work in for a while and then come back and rinse it with, you guessed it, cold water. Um, for darker color fabrics, you can use a neutral soap like Castile, Cast, Cast, what? I knew this was going to happen. Castile soap, Castile soap. Why does it now sound weird every time I say it? Castile. Am I, it's like Abbott and Costello, but like I should just say Castile or Castile. It doesn't matter. Just use the soap or Aleppo soap, whatever, a neutral, natural soap. Rub it into the spot. <laughs> I'm really sorry, guys. I I should uh, edit this, but I'm not. I'm just not because I want to get it out. And if 2020 has taught me anything, it's have no expectations. Not low, but no. 
have none, zero. Um, so you're going to take that soap and you're going to rub it into the, into the stain and you're going to leave it to work its magic and you're going to come back and rinse it with cold water. Um, if the stain is on your mattress, like I said, you can, you can do the baking soda trick. Um, maybe a toothbrush, like obviously something that you're not going to use again would be like a good, a good friend to have in that, in that case, um, just sprinkle the baking soda on it, let it work in and then, you know, do a little, do a little pat in circle rub, whatever, and then just wipe it up, rinse it off with a cold rag, whatever, wipe it with a cold rag. Okay. Um, and then after those methods, you're going to just wash the, wash the textile as normal. Um, after you've treated the spot. Uh, right. So I would be remiss if I did not mention that, um, feminine hygiene, I don't even want to say that. Like I want to say vaginal hygiene is a human right, um, and a gender equality issue. Um, it was actually declared as such by the United Nations, I might mention, um, Globally, one in three people lack access to a decent toilet of their own, while one in nine are unable to obtain clean water near their home, according to WaterAid. Um, a UNESCO report even found that one in 10 girls in sub-Saharan Africa miss school during their monthly periods, and some of those girls drop out of school altogether. Um, it's pretty, like, I think we've been really lucky to grow up, I mean, I can't speak for all of us, but I think if you're listening to the podcast, you probably grew up similarly um, and therefore have been very lucky. Um, and I think it's like really easy to forget those these kinds of things because they're just understood for us. And like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine. Anyway, um, it reminds me, just a really short aside, it reminds me of the scene in Date Night, which if you don't know me, <laughs> Date Night is one of my favorite movies of all time. Steve Carell is perfect. Tina Fey is perfect. And the two of them together is, it's like a dream come true, you know, and they're, they're, they're having a book club um, near the beginning of the movie. And they're discussing a scene from the book where this girl has to walk through the desert um, with blood dripping down the inside of her legs and I think it's Kristen Wiig who is like talking about this and crying and Steve Carell was like oh like you know he's visibly uncomfortable <laughs> and he he read the book and she was like you cannot understand what it's like to walk through the desert with blood dripping down your legs and he goes neither can you and um it's funny because it's right, <laughs> but that, um, yeah, back, back to business. Um, so I actually thought it was quite interesting to, to do a little research about what other women around the world are using for their, um, vaginal hygiene for their menstrual cycles. Um, so some use like do-it-yourself homemade pads from fabric scraps or old rags like we kind of discussed before. Um, I read a story about one girl who used a skirt that she made out of a goat's skin to collect everything in there. Um, there was another woman who 
took cow patties, dried, like dried out cow patties and shaped and cut small pieces, like small flat pieces, like a small tablet kind of thing and wrapped them in an old cloth scrap. Um, you know, if you're more fortunate, live in a more fortunate place, you're using menstrual cups. You could be using traditional tampons and pads when access is available. Um, but yeah, that being said, like never forget to be thankful, you know, and to remember the people that aren't as fortunate as, as we are. Um, and right. I'm not going to get on my soapbox too much more. Oh, except for this. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, I might get on the soapbox, but I am going to take a very short bathroom break and you won't notice, but I'll be right back. And just like that, we're back. So, right, I, where was I? On my soapbox, that's right. Um, tampon tax is a friggin' outrage. Outrage. Um, and if it wasn't enough, like, as if it was not enough, that those who identify as women are already paying more for haircuts, more for clothes, mortgages, cars, and everything else that consumerism could assign a gender to. Now, they also have to pay an extra tax, or like, not now, but they have to pay an extra tax on what basically boils down to a freaking medical product. Like, with all the economic injustices that come with being a woman, it's no wonder that women are more likely to fall prey to poverty. Like, the tampon... Oh, 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 don't even. I don't know. <sighs> Not sure if you missed this, because maybe you did. It happened recently. But Scotland has moved in a unanimous vote to become the first nation to offer menstrual products for free in public spaces like pharmacies, health clubs, and more. Um, I should mention, however, that they have already been offering these products for free at schools and universities since 2018. So what an amazing feat, an amazing offer, but also like completely, yes, like yes, People don't choose to menstruate like it's just part of it's just part of that body form and what it does. So like, why should I be punished because of that? Anyway, whatever. Don't honestly don't even get me started because I can go way down the rabbit hole on that one, baby. While we're down there, let's talk about like shame around periods because I would also be remiss if I missed my chance to soapbox on this baby, like. Periods are not shameful. Honestly, having a functioning vagina, like functioning or like not even functioning. Let's not let's not even say that word. Having like a uterus, a vagina, all of those cool 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 things is one of like the single most amazing things in the world. Like I know periods are uncomfortable and I know they're painful. They come with acne and hormonal changes and et cetera, et cetera. But like your body is the coolest thing there is and it's working. Like you can see on a daily basis based on the changes in your body, based on the changes of your mood, based on the whatever, 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 your discharge, et cetera. You can see how friggin' busy queen bee your body is. And, like, that is super cool. So, like, do not let someone take that away from you or make you less proud 
all you and your body can accomplish on a daily basis. Like your body is literally keeping an entire race alive. Let's just, what? I mean, you're welcome, first of all. Second of all, amazing, like amazing. But there shouldn't be shame and there should be open communication. You know, it's not a secret. Everyone knows that everyone poops. Everyone knows that people with vaginas most likely have a menstrual cycle, you know, depending on their age, depending on their capabilities. So, like, it's not a secret. It's not shameful. We don't need to whisper about it. Like, it's, I am still, like, wrapping my head around the fact that in so many cultures, it's not allowed that men be burdened. That's in air quotes, I know you heard them, by seeing menstrual blood. They, it's a, a burden for them. It's, it's considered dishonorable and forbidden. Like, can you imagine having to sneak out to bury your blood-soaked cow dung? Are you kidding me? It's not enough that, oh, okay, all right. So let's talk about periods. Let's talk about them. Let's not be embarrassed by them. If you're a person that doesn't have the ability to menstruate, hear this. Do not be embarrassed to talk about the normal bodily function of menstruation. Don't say that you don't want to hear about those woman things. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but some people have never experienced the simultaneous horror and honor of having a period, and it shows. So act right. That's like all I'm asking is act right. If you're someone that menstruates, don't hide your tampon in your sleeve to go to the bathroom. Don't hide it. Don't, like, it's fine. It's totally normal. It's totally fine. And for the love of God, oh my God, I want to scream this. (laughs) I'm... For the love of God, do not let some piece of shit man in a drum circle tell you not to get blood on his bongo drum because he saw you buy tampons earlier that day. Is it a personal story? Yes. If you want to hear more about it, please ask. But I swear to God, like, that's one of those moments that, like, you know, that was... I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. And when I think back to it now, I'm like, why did you not just completely annihilate the man's scrotum? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, what? Who says that to somebody? Are you kidding me? It's not funny. It's not cute. Like, I don't, I don't even know you. And I'm already in a, in a, let's say, out of my comfort zone place in your drum circle. And then you tell me that I need to play your bongo and that I need to straddle the bongo. And because I'm wearing a dress, you whisper in my ear, don't get blood on my bongo drum. I don't know what he said, but like, you know. Uh, okay. <clears throat> there are some people that you can hate and he's one of them. So. I hope he's listening and I hope that he knows that at least one person in this world hates his guts. So, um, all that rage aside, (laughs) I'd like to end on a good note. Um, and I don't like, I don't know why I thought about this. Well, okay. That's not entirely fair. I guess I do know (laughs) why I thought about it. You know, that meme 
um, about the menstruation crustacean station. It's like a, it's a crab. It's like a text conversation. It's a crab holding like a shell, which is full of hygiene products. And the person sends it and then there's a response. Like, it's just like, why? And then the sender is like, it's a menstruation crustacean station. What do you mean? Which is like, yes. So, this 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 one is for everybody with a sense of humor. It's it's tell a joke time. It's not my joke. I cannot take credit for it, but it is top five favorite jokes. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of time to think about this once I say it. But what is the difference between a dirty bus stop and a large breasted crab? I'm going to give you a second. What is the difference between a dirty bus stop and a large breasted crab? Maybe you should pause it because I'm going to say the answer now. <laughs> one is a crusty bus station and one is a busty crustacean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really... You know, I'm not sorry because that is quality humor. And if you didn't laugh, then you don't have a good sense of humor <laughs> or you don't have my sense of humor, which is basically one and the same. Right. So I promised that the whole thing wouldn't be about menstruation. And this is the portion where we're done talking about that. Um, had to end with that joke. It's lovely. It has nothing to do with menstruation, but you do say the word station and crustacean, which sound like menstruation. So there's that line of thought. So as is my way when it's story time, I take the mic out of the stand and sit back um, to tell you a story. And this time is no different. So let's talk about an alien encounter <laughs> and a french fry. Righto. So pretty sure, I, okay, let's start here. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Do you? You should. Um, I had recently an alien encounter. What I'm, what I'm sure of was an alien encounter. Um, what I'm sure was an alien encounter and I wasn't alone, which makes me even more certain. Okay, I was alone, but I was on the phone, and the other person heard it too. So let me just tell you, let's, let me break it down for you. We were on the phone reading a book, as normal people do, all right? And I was the one reading, and he was the one listening. And I start to hear this, like, click, click, click of, you know, like, you know when you've rewound a tape too far, that has to be people who are like around the age of 30. So if you're younger than 25, you probably don't get this, but you are rewinding a tape and it's like done or you've, you know, maybe you got to the end of the tape and it's like, hey, I'm done, knock, knock. And it's like clicking, you know? So I hear that with like, you know, whatever. And then there was a pause and I said, hello? Hello? And then I heard this, like a Darth Vader exhalation. And then I said, Daniel. And then it went, doot, 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 like the line, like the phone had been hung up. I didn't hang up the phone. I don't think Daniel hung up the phone. I, you know, he calls me back immediately and he's like, 
hey. And I'm like, did you hear that? And he's like, oh, my God, did you hear that? Because he thought that he only heard something on his end and that, you know, the connection was weird, whatever. We're in different cities. Who knows? Whatever. Wrong. I heard it on my end, too. And while we didn't hear exactly the same thing, it lines up because what he heard started before what I heard. And he heard what sounded like a tape being fast forwarded or rewound as like a very high pitched whirring sound. You know what I mean? Okay. And then it was like silent which could have been me saying, like, me not reading because I was like, hello? You know, and then he heard something else, I think, and then his phone hung up. So it makes sense. Really strange. Our speculation is that there was a newbie on the system, and like, no idea. Sorry, I almost said that in German. Whatever. There was a newbie at the system, no clue what he was doing, and he you know, forgot to mute it before he turned the tape on or he had to, he put something wrong in the tape deck. I have no idea. But the point is the boss came in pissed and was like, oh my God, are you an idiot? So like, whatever. We then talked about that scenario for like 30 minutes and like, you know, took it to a much darker place than we should have. And I'm not kidding you. Like I lifted my feet up onto the couch because I was like, something is going to get me. There's not really any hiding spots in my room. But in that moment, I was like, there's 59 hiding spots in this room. They're, they're here. I'm afraid to go to sleep. I'm going to get beamed up. And it's not even that I'm scared to get beamed up. Like maybe it would be cool. Maybe it would be fun. I don't know. But like the idea of being probed in general, like I don't even mean like gross probed. I just mean like probed with questions, probed with whatever, probed by people who you don't want to be probed by. Like, it's a horrifying thought, you know, even if it's like, even if at some level you're like, that could be cool and it would be a story and I'd probably share it with you, but whatever. So now where does the French fry come into that? <laughs> Cause you'd think one alien encounter a week is like enough reach the quota. That's cool. Well, you're wrong because I think it was the next day though. Daniel might need to correct me. It might've been like two days later. Um, I had been working in my room, sitting at my desk, and I'd gotten a package that day from a friend of mine, Rachel, who had who was so nice to knit me a I mean knit <laughs> to sew me a face mask and mail it to me. And in that in that box, she also mailed me a rain jacket that she didn't want anymore, and um, a nut milk bag that she made me for making your own nut milk. Nut milk. Um, so. Anyway, I had opened the box and I'd left it on my bed and I had like my overalls on and a shirt and whatever. I'd been working at my desk, blah, blah, blah. So I get up, go to the bathroom, come back into my room and I see something on the rug and I'm like, what that? And so I go a little closer and cause I'm thinking, is that a, like, is it a caterpillar? Like did something get in the window? Like, is this a bug of some sort? Is this like one of those big centipedes? Why is it pale yellow? Like, what is that? I have no idea. So I get really, really close. I mean like really close. My nose is almost touching it. And I'm like, is that a, is that a French fry? And so I reach out to touch it and sure enough, it's a French fry. <laughs> Okay, so this is where it gets kind of weird because I haven't eaten french fries in this room that look like that. You know, it's like a McDonald's style, like very thin string, whatever, shoestring french fry, I believe it's what it's called. Um, and I was like, well, okay, well, like I make, you know, roasted potatoes 
we can even call them French fries if you want from time to time. But like, you know, it's always a real potato, you know, cut into whatever's and whatever. And this was a, a French fry. And I'm thinking not only where the H E double hockey sticks did this come from, but like, it's not fresh, you know? And why is it, why is it right here? On my rug, like in front of the mirror, which I would have noticed if it had been there, you know, like two hours before or three, like if I had, if I had come in my room, I would have noticed it at any time. So then my first thing, obviously my, the first rational thought that comes to my mind is, oh my God, there's like, it, it's the aliens, obviously, (laughs) obviously. So who do I call? Daniel, naturally, because, you know, now he's my alien counter buddy and I call and I'm like... I don't know, but this is what happened. And he's like, there's a glitch in the system. You know, like the matrix has like, there's something, you know, definitely the simulation has gone, has gone awry and somehow the French fry landed there. Or maybe it's a French fry from like an alternate present that you could be living and in which you're eating French fries like that. And I, and then my brain exploded. I just, I was walking and it exploded and splattered all the trees around. And the people that were walking around just looked at me and rolled their eyes and kept walking. You know, that's, exactly what happened in that moment. And I'm like, okay, let's think rationally because I came back to life now. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Let's think, let's think rationally. And the only, I mean, the only, no, there's two. Okay. The only two things that I could come up with are both equally funny. But the first was that at some point in the past, I was wearing the overalls and eating shoestring french fries. Now I have a horrible memory, so I can't recall when that could have been. Um, and it's not that I don't wash my clothes. So that's a good, that's also something that we need to consider for that scenario. Like I've obviously, I wear those overalls a lot. I've, you know, they've been washed, I'd say at least in the last, let's say month because we're in quarantine and I don't wear a whole lot of real clothes, but definitely they've been washed. Like I think prior or like, you know, I haven't eaten shoestring French fries since I washed those overalls. So if the fry is from the overall pocket, then there's a good chance that the fry was also washed. And I don't know that the integrity of the fry would have held up against that 30 degree Celsius wash cycle. However, the only other explanation that I could come up with was that the fry had somehow landed in the box that Rachel sent me. (laughs) Maybe the fry was in the rain jacket pocket. You know, Rachel, I'm pointing fingers here. Did you eat shoestring fries? Did you eat them perhaps while you were packing the box? Did, do you know anything about where that fry could come from? I haven't talked to her about this before and I hate to call her out about it now, but also kind of love it. So was it you? Do you know anything about it? Did you do it on purpose? Was it a funny prank? Yes, prank. Um, give me some information if you, if you have any. And if you don't, we're going with alien story, glitch in the system, whatever. All right. That's the end of that story. The next story that I want to quickly touch on is that I was doing my daily, my daily rounds is what I call them, in which I go out and I make, you know, like six blocks. I don't know. I just, there's like a little stream and I walk along the stream until it comes into a lake. And then I look at the lake and then I turn back and walk along the stream and then do like a kind of like, 
out of my way to another small pond. And then I make my way back to my apartment. Um, so I was at the end of the walk at the pond and I noticed that there were a lot of people standing against the railing looking at something. And so naturally I was like, okay, well, when I get over there, I'm going to give it a little look-see. So I get over there and I look and it's a bird. At first I thought it was a duck, but based on the beak and the feet, I'm going with bird. Still not 100% certain, but I'm I'm like 99.9% certain at this point. Um, bird. And two birds. Okay. And one is swimming around, diving, retrieving sticks and um, pieces of pond grass. It's not seagrass because it's in the pond. So whatever, pond grass, Um, some algae, some like whatever, whatever that he can find. She, he, she, I don't know, you know, and they're gathering it and bringing it to the other bird. And that bird is using it to make a nest. And you see that there are like six eggs in the nest. Okay, and I kid you not, I stand there for five minutes and I watch them because, you know, I'm wondering all these questions. Are the birds together? Like, is the, are, they, are they partners? Are they married? Like, is it a heterosexual relationship? Are they two women? Like, is that her best friend? Are they two men? Did the mom die and this is his dad helping? You know, like, I'm just, so many questions are going through my head. And obviously those are the normal questions that everyone would be asking themselves as they're watching this like beautiful thing unfold before them where this teamwork, I mean, they must be communicating in some way, but they're not making any noise. And it seems like this is not their first rodeo. But like maybe it is. Are they are they new time? Are they first time parents? Like are they ado- are they adoptive parents? Like is is this their fifth litter? Like I don't I don't think you call them litters when they're birds, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like wondering the whole time all of these things, and I'm just watching as they silently build this nest together, and. You know, like he'll, the, the retriever, let's call him the, let's call it the retriever will retrieve and bring back to the nester, the nester, they will pass it through their beaks. The nester will, you know, fluff the eggs up, move the, move things around, add, subtract, um, replace, et cetera, et cetera. The whole time the retriever's just retrieving, he's dump, I mean, dunking, diving down for like a longer period of time. Like I'd say 20 seconds, which is shocking because I don't even think I could do that um, as an apex predator. <laughs> but let's be honest, I'm not at the top of the apex predator food food chain game. Um, chain, let's just call it the, the, the chain gang. I don't know. Let's, let's stop making puns today, Jane, because I feel like you've gone one too far. But yeah, I'm watching this and I am in complete awe. I might have cried. Like I honestly don't remember because I was so impressed and like amazed by everything that was happening. It was just, it was so cool. And there were so many questions that I had to go along with, with the scenario. And I want to give you an update because I did my rounds yesterday and saw that the nest is still there. The eggs have not hatched because I was worried. I was like, oh my God, you haven't checked on the nesters. Like, are the, are the eggs hatched? And I got nervous because I walked up and I saw ducks, like baby ducklings. And I was like, wait a minute. We have already decided that those were birds, first of all. And 
I was still right. There was a mom duck and ducklings, but the mother duck and her ducklings were hanging out around the the nester and the retriever with the eggs. And like the nest is still there. It's great. It's in the same place. Like I have no idea how they've like, you know, attached it, cemented it, whatever to that place. Like I'm so impressed by everything that happened. Like I really, does it go all the way down? I don't even know. How deep is the pond? So many questions, but it just reminded me, you know, to take a step back, take a, take a deep breath and just like watch what's going on around you. It's so cool. It's so cool to see the rituals, the processes, the whatever of like all these living beings. And I, like regardless of what the answers to my questions are, it's still a really, really freaking cool experience. And it was so crazy to watch. And I'm really hoping that on one of my rounds, I'll catch the the hatchlings that I'll see, you know, not that I, not necessarily that I see them hatch, but that I see the evolution from egg to embryo to hatchling to grown bird duck, you know? So I'm going to describe the duck, I mean the bird, <laughs> really quick in case you know what it is. It's a black bird with a small white beak and the feet are like, they seem like they're navy blue, but you know, it's not a webbed foot. It's like a three pronged foot and on the the toes, on the prongs, there's like a white, like almost, this is a skeleton costume look, you know, a white line leading to the leg and then they go up. So it's, it's a really an interesting foot. They have red eyes, white beaks, black bodies, small beaks. Okay. If you know what it is, holler, you know where to find me. Talk to Jane at janetalkstoolwall.com. Um, get on the website. You can find me there, janetalkstoolwall.com figure out some other way to get in touch with me, Instagram, whatever. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at jtorb, J-T-O-R-B. That's just like my personal Instagram. I don't really know if you want to look at that, but you, you can if you want, whatever. Um, and let me know if you know what kind of bird it is. Also, give me some feedback from today's episode or tell me what you want to hear in the future. What questions do you have? Um, also, just a quick dedication to Ruth because she was the one that was very interested to know <laughs> how to sanitize a menstrual cup. And now, you know, hope that this helped. Um, I had to do a whole episode about it. Couldn't just answer one little question, but, um, yeah, that's the episode. I'm not editing anything. I'm about to put it out right now. So I hope you guys have a great day. If you want to see pictures of the eye, um, you should get on Instagram because I did do a little post, (laughs) a story. So I don't know. I don't know if you listen to it today, immediately when it comes out, you're my biggest fan. Um, right. I'm sorry for whispering. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not sorry, but, um, right. I'm going to hang up now. I'm going to say goodbye and good day and I'll TTYL. (laughs) 